Hi guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Courtney, and we are the ladies behind Court and Kelly on Instagram and the founders of the lifestyle blog, Mimosas in Manhattan. And we're back with another week of So Random. I want to apologize in advance because I sound cuckoo with a cold, so everybody just needs to deal. But I just told Courtney I, I won't cough into the microphone to spare your guys' earlobes. Oh, that is so nice of you. You're welcome. But we have very important things to discuss. So important, they are life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> so many important things to talk about today. The last time we were here, you were about to get married. Yes. So we have gone through the wedding. We've gone through the honeymoon and we are back in New York and it is crazy. So it's just been such a wild past few weeks. You are now officially a wife, a wife, a wifey. <laughs> well, I, not technically because we haven't like legally sent in all the stuff. We kind of forgot oh. to do that. Like we pulled a Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney and from Vanderpump Rules yeah. and just kind of forgot to send in the wedding uh, marriage license. But there's so much going on that how do people remember to do that anyway? I feel like a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, so we're going to have to do that when we get home for Christmas, but I was laughing because I was like, yeah, I guess we're not like legally married yet, but we're going to do it. We just have to like, all the stuff is still in Cincinnati. It's just, there's so much going on the day of that. It's like the last thing that you're thinking about. I'm like shocked that you even remember to like bring it with you. Oh, I know. I would, that would not be a thought. My thought would be like, did I remember the eyeliner I want to wear? Yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't really cross your mind at all until, I mean, I knew I had to have people sign it. Like you have to have witnesses sign it and then you have to have your officiant sign it. But then there's all these other steps that you have to do afterwards. So yeah, it's pretty crazy because you go through, like you're so focused on the ceremony. And if you're not yeah. getting married where you live, it's also harder because you're just dealing with so many other things and they're not at your own house. Wait, are you changing your last name? Yes. So are you going to have to do all of that paperwork and stuff? Yeah, eventually. So I'm kind of putting that off because it's just so much like your passport, your license, your credit cards. So I think I'm going to work on that in the new year. Like once I know yeah. I'm not traveling too, because yeah. it just, it messes up a lot of stuff. If you have upcoming travel with a certain name on it, it's just all very complicated. So I need to do that. But like once things calm down a little bit. So give us like a two sentence overview of the wedding. Like I don't know if that is possible. <laughs> like there's so many details and I feel like you've been really good about sharing it on Instagram. So I'm sure you guys have seen pictures. It's been like all over IG. We'll share some on so random too, but it was just so magical. Like the only way I texted Courtney and Kyle the day after, I'm like, the only way I know to describe this weekend was everybody just like felt the love. Yeah, it was a perfect weekend. I wouldn't say there was any like really big fires or anything, which was really nice. Like we weren't dealing with, I don't know. I never felt the stress. I mean, I felt stressed but the week going into it, I never really felt the stress that people talk about that, like, you're just so over it. 
we definitely had everything really organized and ready to go. And it almost felt like I had a lot of downtime, which was nice leading up. Obviously the day of is extremely stressful. Like yeah, you're, it's not even stressful because of things to do. I wouldn't say stressful. I would say it's, um, nerve wracking. Like yeah. having all eyes on you in that sense is nerve wracking. And it's a very weird feeling. Like I also think that people really match the energy of whatever the bride feels. And so that was another thing that was really important to me was just on the day of like making it super fun, super laid back, which it was, it was all of those things. And I was so chill up until it was like an hour before I had to walk down the aisle. And I think it was because we were doing our own vows and I only slept like three hours the night before. So I was just tired and nervous and you're kind of like in a very surreal feeling all of this planning that you've done it's all come to life which was really wild to see everything that you've envisioned and planned happening well you also were saying like the day of the anticipation of the build-up was like killing you because it's just like it's going by so fast, but at the same time, like not going by fast at all. You're like, oh, I mean, it's still another four hours away. And you're like, I just want to get the vows over with. (laughs) You really want to get the vows over with. Like that was something that I was ready to like, that was the the most nervous thing. Plus the aisle I walked down was very long. And I was like, do I, you're, you're like, do I wave to people? Do I like not imagine? Do I not do it? Cause you're like seeing all of your friends and all you want to do is like, hi, or do I just stare at Kyle and like keep walking? So I kind of did a mixture. Like I waved to people. It's hard not to, I, I had no idea how I was going to react in that situation. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, I'm just going to walk down this aisle and like, but then you see all of your friends and you get so excited. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like people would think that you would want all of the attention on you, but you were very, just because of like what we do for mm-hmm. a living. But I think because it's, it's not that way. You're actually like, no, I want the attention off. Like I much rather have, like your sister was really good about that. <laughs> like yes. she kind of is like, Hey guys. And kind of like gets the attention on her, but like you like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like love being the center of attention. Like I it depend like the like even my bachelorette party. It's like all of those things there's points where you don't want all eyes on you anymore. And the wedding, I think I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, let's just get to the dancing part because then we can all it's not all about me. Yeah. And yeah, so it, even the speeches, like I love the speeches, but I was like, wait, I don't want like, can we not talk about me anymore? Um, so yeah, I think it, people would think I would like love having all the attention on me for like three days, but I'm really not like that at the end of the day. I actually kind of was over it and wanted no attention anymore. So I think in a way it just depends on how you feel about that type of stuff. And of course, like it's one weekend, so you just soak it all in and it's amazing, but it's definitely nerve. That was like the only nerve wracking part. But up until then it was, it was really nice all getting ready. Cause I just felt like it was just a bunch of girls. I didn't, it was very relaxed. And like, I, at one point was like, we cannot talk about the wedding. Like, let's not talk about me. Let's yeah. just, you're talk like, let's about talk about anything else except anything else. this fucking wedding. <laughs> yeah. Let's just talk about what's going on in each other's lives. Um, but 
literally nothing went wrong and everything was so perfectly done. And the way that people have described it to me, it was just such a no stress wedding. You know, you move from point A to point B so seamlessly. And there was never a point where at least from guests that have told me that they were stressed out as yeah. a guest, it was like, okay, now you get your food. And then everything was just so easily done. And I think everybody just had a great time. It was so much fun. I mean, the band was great. So I thought good. the food was great. We had Skyline Chili as our late night snack, which is my only regret because I never got it. Wait, just, I don't think I got that either. There was too much going on and I, I saw it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and eat that. But then I didn't. And so my advice, which would be to tell your wedding planner or coordinator, or whoever works at the venue to set aside that for you, because it's I smart. was bummed out. It wasn't that I didn't want it. It was like, I didn't have the time to go and get it. There's and then too much happening. You want to be dancing. So I would say, make sure they put like a slice of cake and the late night snack at your chair. So even right when the night ends, you can eat it really quick and then go to your after party. Yeah. And we turned up at the after party. Oh, the after party. So I just kind of, we had actually toured. I, I really put a lot of thought into everything. And I, I think this was helpful in having such a long engagement is we toured the hotels that people were staying at. I made sure that there was a bar because I knew that was really important. Like maybe sure there was a meeting place for people to hang out. Yeah. So we toward the after party places. Like I just wanted to make sure everything was fun and put together and that, yeah, the guests would have the best time ever because we had so many out of town guests. So I just wanted to make sure that the weekend was so seamless for everybody. And so the after party, it was either going to be a band or a DJ. And I was like, please don't let it be a band. Cause I think at that point, I just wanted it to be like top hits. Everybody yeah, was you just, twerk, you just want to twerk your little booty a little bit. Yeah. So we picked this bar that was in walking distance, obviously from the venue and it was the most fun. The They played like hit after hit after hit and everybody was just thriving. Like people were standing on tables. I have never like looked around and been like, wow, so many people are it having was like, so much fun. It was like homecoming 2012. Yeah. Yeah, and we had <laughs> that was the vibe. Yeah, we had glow sticks. We had, I mean, there was like a pit uh, where the DJ was, and then people were in there dancing. Like we closed it down, and then everybody still went out. I did not. I made it an hour and a half at the after party, which I thought was very good. And then good. I was done. Um, but <laughs> I'm like still bummed. I'm like, I wish I would have made it till two, but that's okay. No, such no. a long day. Like you're up. I mean, I was up from like four in the morning because I couldn't sleep. So yeah. you're just up and you're thinking about everything and it's such a long day, but it was such an amazing weekend. I would love to go and be a guest at the wedding. Yes. Just so you can kind of see like from, from the outside, how it went down. Because I think it was the best wedding ever. And I'm upset that I didn't get to be a guest at the best wedding ever. <laughs> is how I feel about it. I'm like, that was the most beautiful wedding I've it ever been to. It was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So in my head, I think it's like the most beautiful wedding. I think it's the best wedding. And I'm like, God, I'm like so jealous of everybody else <laughs> that they all got to like, just 
show up, drink for free, eat for free, you know, not for free, but like, you know what I mean? Like food and where I was more like pacing myself for the most part after the vows, I was kind of just like, we had signature cocktails. I was getting me a Courtmopolitan, you know, Yo, those Courtmopolitans hit. Oh yeah. I heard the Courtmopolitans were quite, at one point I couldn't pronounce Courtmopolitan anymore. And the bartender was like, you have to say this for me to serve it to you. And I was like, a capricapolitan. And then <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. So I think overall, there's really nothing at all negative. I mean, the I, I when people ask, like, is there anything you would change? It was just that I didn't get the late night snack. But oh. I also eat Skyline every single time I'm home. So it's not like I didn't get to eat it. Yeah. I just was bummed because that was something I was so excited about because our venue has a partnership with Skyline Chili, which I guess if you don't know what I'm talking about, Skyline Chili is like, it's like what bagels are to New York. Chili is to Cincinnati. Yeah. So it's, it was kind of, re- it was really important to me to have that aspect of Cincinnati within the wedding since so many people were coming from out of town. And then- in, in the monastery, our venue had a partnership with Skyline to be able to do that. And that was honestly one of the reasons, I mean, among a lot of other things that I picked them, picked that venue, but then like, I just didn't get it. But I know other brides will understand that it's just so hard to eat after dinner because you're there. All I wanted was just be on that dance floor. Yeah. But even eating dinner, like even I was just too excited. I was like, I need to eat just so I don't literally black out on court metropolitans in the next five minutes. So I downed some meatloaf. (laughs) Oh my God. The meatloaf was so good. Okay. So we had fire. (laughs) We had stations for our dinner. So that means like we had an American food station, which I love. I don't think we've talked about this yet. I love that you don't have to wait for courses. Yes. You could just go and get what you wanted. And there was multiple. So nice. And it wasn't like your typical wedding food, like chicken or steak. Like we had tacos. We so we had a taco bar, which was the Mexican food station. Then we had a Mediterranean food station, which was like pastas. And like, I don't, there was this one, I don't even know what it was, but it was like a crissini with goat cheese. Oh my gosh, that was fabulous. And then there was an American food station, which was meatloaf, which at first I was like, I don't know, like, if I want that, but then we went to the tasting, tried it, loved it. And then they had a mashed potato bar. So there was just a lot of options, which is also helpful and not having to deal with all of your guests' dietary restrictions, which is so And I like that when we were going into like the buffet lines, whatever you call them, you get to mingle with people that you wouldn't have mingled with. Like I met a lot of people that I wouldn't have talked to because of those lines. Like you weren't just sitting at your table the whole time, which I really liked. So basically, in conclusion, yes, it was the best wedding ever. I got to be a guest, so I can say that for certain. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, you're next. Can't wait. <laughs> this motherfucker. Every time, like, a Zales commercial comes on, I go like this. <laughs> he has no idea. Not a clue. He has to have some idea. Have you told him your timeline? Because I heard that your timeline from my sisters was February. Yes. Or else you're dumping his ass. Yes. <laughs> so if anybody listens, listens to this podcast who talks to Johnny, why don't you go ahead and let his ass know? He's, yeah. he's in the other room, so I'm whispering. Yeah. We need to like let this be known that we're ready. 
<laughs> but isn't it crazy? Like I've literally never in my life ever wanted to be engaged. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Well, it takes the right person. I always knew that with you. I was like, she doesn't want it until she finds the right person. And then you're like, wait, I want the ring. Yeah. I'm like, well, cause he kept saying, he's like, we're not allowed to talk about it until after Courtney's wedding. And I was like, oh, okay. But now it's over. <laughs> and now it's over. So you definitely can. So now we need to start talking about it. <laughs> oh my God. That makes me so excited for you. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Not that I want to ring from Zales, but you know, like I'm trying to start to, I'm dropping some fucking hints. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you, I haven't heard anything yet. And I'm like, Kyle did make a joke when we went to see the Rockefeller tree on Friday. He's like, wait, what if? And I was like, there's no way. There's no way Johnny did this all on his own without asking anybody for help. I mean, he no. could do that, but I do expect that I will be getting some sort of questions, like whether it be about the ring or whether it be about how you would. And I was also like, Kelly would be pissed yeah. if the engagement happens in front of the fucking Rockefeller tree. I'd be pissed. And like, I'd be, I'd be pissed. And, but knowing him, he's very romantic and over the top in terms of like stuff like that. So yeah. it will be epic, whatever it, it is. It, it will be, be epic. on a helicopter on Mars. Yeah. Like I want the engagement to be more epic than the wedding. Oh yeah. And he will do that. It will be like, it will be, you guys will be jumping out of airplanes onto the yeah. top of the empire state building and yeah. then sliding from the empire state building into the most expensive, beautiful restaurant in New York city that he rented out. And all of your friends and family will be there holding oh signs. Did you just plan it? That sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little bit less than I wanted, but that's a good starting point. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So what is next? Well, I just want to say, I know you had an amazing honeymoon in Cartagena too. And I also feel you did a highlight for, um, for that as well. And I know a bunch of people were asking about it. So if you want any recommendations for restaurants and things to do in Cartagena, there's a really good highlight, um, on our Instagram page. Yes. I will also be putting up a couple more Instagram posts this week. Um, just about like overall highlights and then doing a blog post. So I will make sure everybody is covered. Everything will be covered. Something else that was covered last week, which we just like briefly have to touch on because it was so wild and it took over my brain for a solid five days and then suddenly poof, just left. The Ariel Charnas something Navy drama that went down last week was gnarly. Oh my God. It was absolutely wild. Like it really goes to show just how crazy internet rumors can spread, like how crazy they can get and how quickly they can spread. Yes. So I guess for people that don't know, Ariel Charnas is a like OG fashion blogger. I mean, she was probably the first fashion blogger that I followed. She gained a very, very loyal, probably the first definition of like a loyal fan base that- yeah. She would post one dress. And I know this because when I worked at Macy's, they partnered with her for a like one of the brands and she posted the dress and it sold out in two minutes. Like she would wear something and it would sell out for the company. So obviously she charged a lot of money. And then her husband, his name's Brandon Charnas. He kind of once Instagram stories came around on Instagram, like he got a presence, he owns current real estate. And then from Ariel Charnas's 
like internet fame, she started the clothing line Something Navy, which now has brick and mortar stores. And I love Reddit. Like I definitely Reddit stock um, in NYC influencer snark page, blog snarks page. So there had been rumors for a while that Ariel and Brandon were getting divorced and all this stuff. I do find it's hard because rumors like that when there's three children involved, it's just very detrimental. And I, I did appreciate it. Icky. Yeah, it feels icky. And I did appreciate the journalists that weren't reporting on things like that out of because it nobody knew if it was factual. Like this was all rumors. And I did find a lot of the people reporting on it to be I didn't like love it because I'm like this. We don't know if this is true or not. Like this is all hearsay. And then Business Insider comes out with this big article. But the article about them only really had to do with her business. It had nothing to do with her personal life. So it so I'm assuming that the journalists behind the Business Insider article could not find any like factual evidence that like there was anything going on in their relationship, which it doesn't seem like there is. Yeah. I mean, they are posting about each other, so it seems like they're doing just fine. Um, but basically, all this went like totally viral last week because Dumois, which is like the gossip page, posted a blind item that Brandon Charnas was embezzling money from Ariel Charnas's company, Something Navy, that Courtney mentioned, which was like so shocking to me. But I also kind of wanted to, to dig a little bit deeper. Like, I think this went so viral so quickly and everybody from page six to WWD to a daily mail was covering it because of the community you mentioned earlier. Like she had such a loyal fan base so early on in the whole like blogging um, decade that everybody was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to such somebody who seems like so like family oriented and like, clean for lack of a better word. You know, she just seems like she does kind of everything by the bill. Yes. Yes. And it's, it kind of took, I think it gained so much. Well, people also just love talking shit about her. Yeah. And it kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know why people have such, I am a fan of hers. So I don't know. Maybe people are not going to like that. I'm saying that. Cause I think people love to hate on her, but I don't know. I think she's a really good mom. Yeah. I think a lot of people were hating on him. Hating on like, him. Yeah. Like, they don't like him. He's very unlikable, which I actually thought he was always kind of cute, but that's that says more about me than it says about him. <laughs> you know, like I love a little funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just like your typical very I don't think that they like that they show off their wealth so much. It's kind yeah. of what I got from Reddit. Like people really hate that. People yeah. hate the over-the-top parties and the houses in the Hamptons in the apartment in New York. But it's hard because they complain about that stuff. And then they complain when she doesn't show more about her personal life. Like, and I've seen a lot of bloggers pull back on talking about their personal life because of this. Yeah. I mean, so the Business Insider article comes out and basically just states that her company is like floundering. And the big issue behind everything was how can you pay for $120,000 a month Hamptons rental when you owe your suppliers over $200,000 in like back invoices that they're just not paying. So that was like really what the whole article was about. And like a bunch of her employees have since left the company who have been with her forever. Um, so I think it's interesting. I, I know she came out last year and said she's going to have 
like 15 to 20 brick and mortar something Navy stores by the end of this year. That's obviously not happening. I think she has like two to three stores now. Yeah, I Uh, believe it's um, Upper East Side, uh, West Village and the Hamptons. And then they're opening Miami. But honestly, opening brick and mortar, I don't really think that was a good idea. I mean, I think one store, like a flagship store is all you need. She can do like meet and greets. But like why? Like who? Especially for somebody who has like built her business in e-com. It just I don't know. It doesn't really make sense to me. It makes no sense why she's doing that. It just seems like that's the crux of the issue. But yeah, it's definitely bad. I mean, I also think it's tough because the article is definitely more geared at the CEO of something Navy and not her. It doesn't seem like she has that much to do. I mean, that was also a lot of the article. Like she doesn't really have anything to do with the company anymore, but the company relies on her to have something to do with it. So it's like, she seems to be in a position where it's like she wants to just be more of a full-time mom and just do the blogging social media aspect. But then you have this business and it's being run poorly and it relies on like you being involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I was refreshing Business Insider every five seconds and also the best PR for Business Insider they've ever gotten. Like I've never spoken those two words so much in my entire life. Agreed. Courtney was featured in a Business Insider article a couple years ago. I was. For embezzlement. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was really fun. I mean, I literally this Business Insider journalist just followed me around all day. Yeah, it was great. We had a great time. I mean, I was exhausted (laughs) at the end of it. I remember I was so freaking tired, but I wanted her to see like how intense my day was. So I was trying to like pack a lot in. Yeah, it's a great article. We'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Um, let's get into some fun stuff, shall we? Shall. Let's talk about some Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Wow. Did you watch last week? Yes, I just watched it. Jinshaw is crazy. This season, I hate to say this, but the season is starting to lose me a little bit. I think it's starting to lose me because I don't like watching Jinshaw. I'm over Jinshaw. This is why I don't like watching her. I like outrageous housewives who can then have a resolve and where you can actually make a point and an argument and they can understand it. And it makes sense. Like there's, she's nonsensical and it just is so frustrating. Like when she threw the shoes off the boat, I was like, if I were one of these girls, I would go up to production and be like, this is absolutely ridiculous. You need to remove her. A hundred percent. I think she was, I, there's an Instagram account called the Bravo docket and it's run by two lawyers that like break down a lot of these lawsuits, whatever, but they counted the amount of misdemeanor charges that she could have been actually charged with within that episode. And there was like seven different things like putting her hands on somebody, throwing somebody's shoes. Like that is a misdemeanor charge. Like throwing the food off the boat was littering, which is also a charge. And I don't know. I just thought that that was wild that the production is letting her get away with acting like that. And then Heather, who was such a fan favorite, who now we're all like turning on because she's defending her. Yeah. Now we're like how it's, it's sort of like Beverly Hills when it's the blind loyalty. Mm -hmm. That's what lost us with that show. And now I think it's happening in Salt Lake and we just don't want to watch that. 
she's defending the non-defendable. And I hate that because Heather is supposed to be like the Greek chorus. She's supposed to say what we're all thinking and do like what the people would do. And she's not that character for us anymore. And this is the only time I'll say that we need a character like she who shall not be named, a.k.a. Bethany Frankel, where we need Oh, Bethany Frankel. Yeah. We need a her to be like, to stand up to a Jen because it's just not fun to watch right now because she's doing whatever and saying whatever because she's going to go to jail. I, I shouldn't laugh at that. But it's really true. It's it's really tough to watch. Um, I think we're overall just in a not a good place with the housewives. However, Andy apparently said that this upcoming episode, so this is going to air on Thursday, so we'll actually... I'll be seeing it this week, but this episode is supposed to be one of the best episodes in Housewives history. When does that when wait, it, when Heather comes out with the black eye? This upcoming oh. episode is supposed to be the one in history. Oh, I can't in history. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I know. Should we have a viewing party at a cinema? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's invited. Are you watching Potomac? I am not I'm not caught up I but I watch like the highlights so I I know what's going on it's so freaking good if you guys aren't watching Potomac it's so good like Ashley Darby is one of my favorite housewives of all time and she's gotten like really cozy with Luke yeah they look good together too I agree and she's younger than him I think we've talked about this which is so wild to me still yeah it's so good the green-eyed bandits I like are also like Jen Shaw. They're just so frustrating. They're so conniving. Like never did I ever think I was going to be siding with Candace, but I am. I love that. And and she sings, shorty want to drive back, drive back. She's a good singer. She's great. I love her voice. Yeah. It's nice. It's real nice. Um, Okay. So we are watching outside of Bravo stuff, a couple of things. I am not watching this, but I know you have some things to say about the My Unorthodox Life. I know you're loving it. It's so good. I watched it in a weekend. It's really, really wild. So My Unorthodox Life on Netflix follows the life of Julia Hart and season two showcases the divorce between her and her husband, Silvio. Um, They both were co-owners of Elite World Group, which reps some of like the top models and influencers in the world. And it's really interesting to see throughout the season how he like basically fires her from the company where she's CEO and co-partner, co-owner, different than co-founder. And you like see all of this happening. And we also kind of run in like similar circles as Batsheva, who's on the show. So you see like a lot of influencers who we've met, they're all on the show and you kind of like see that. Which is oh, kind that's, of cool. that's interesting. Like, is there drama or is it? No, not really. Like, they kind of talk about Batsheva is going through a divorce too, but you kind of see like her going off to Fashion Week events that we saw her at. So you kind of see like what was going on in her life where she was like also going to the events that we would like see her at. Yeah, she loves events. I feel like she is always out. Yeah, she's always out and about. Always out and about. <laughs> But highly recommend. Um, it's really worth a watch. And then I'm also watching Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. And if you guys follow Serena Kerrigan, 
she did that like whole dating like live dating during the pandemic and the guy who won like her dating show and became her boyfriend is now on too hot to handle and his name's creed do we like him or do we hate him um right now i liked him the first three episodes and now i'm starting to turn Okay, because I thought season two of Too Hot to Handle wasn't good, but season one was amazing. So now season three is great again. It's really good. It's really, really good. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like sometimes we're watching it and I can't believe what I'm watching, but it's like so fucking stupid. (laughs) They're like, you broke a rule. You were in the shower and touched his mm-mm with a loofah, you lose $20,000. <laughs> I know, and they only win, I think, what is it, 100000 It's 200000 but by the end and, like, after taxes, maybe they go home with, like, 5 k Yeah, no, it, you, seriously, like, you really go home with, like, I just remember season one, one of the girls was like, I just don't care because you're not really winning anything. Yeah, why would you care? It's, like, a couple grand it's ridiculous. Yeah. Cause after taxes, you're really not making anything. And then putting in all the time and work, it's, you're really not getting paid. You're getting less than minimum wage for the yeah. amount of time you were on the show. I mean, in my mind, you should create more drama and more controversy. So you have more followers on your TikTok account. So you can make more money via brand deals post show. Yeah. That's why they need to hire you for their, um, after show, uh, therapist. Yeah. Their after show glow up their after, <laughs> after show social glow up. Okay. I know you're watching some good stuff too. Did you watch White Lotus? I did. Oh my God. I'm, I mean, I think we can talk about it because by the time this comes out, I'm assuming everybody that's wanted to watch it has watched it. Well, I didn't watch it yet. Oh, you haven't watched it. Okay. I won't say basically the only thing I want to say is just the, how much I love Mike White and how much the show really is based off of and surrounded by Survivor, like his time on Survivor. And Survivor gets no credit. And I'm telling people, like, if you like the White Lotus, you would love Survivor. That's what gave him the idea for the show. So I feel like people need to watch, at least watch his season, because his season is so good. Um, They actually just took it off Netflix, which I'm so bummed about. They had two seasons on there. I think it had to deal with, though, like CBS and Paramount Plus, like Paramount Plus wants the rights to it, you know, all the episodes. But anyway, all of the seasons of Survivor are on Paramount Plus. I know that there are 43 seasons and it's (laughs) very, very daunting, but watch season 37. That is Mike White's season. It is honestly, God, one of the best seasons. And he has had multiple people on his season on the White Lotus. They have been actors. They've been on the show. Um, the two girls that are laying on the lawn chairs in the very first episode that Daphne is talking to them, they were two of the girls on his tribe on the show. So there's all these like survivor nuggets. Um, season one, the brother is very much based off of Mike White and his time on Survivor. So there's just a lot of like intricacies of where the White Lotus came from. So I just, that is my little pitch because obviously Mike White is a genius, but seeing him out there playing Survivor is pretty hilarious. So if you guys have time or need a show, I say you really don't have to watch any other seasons. You can just pick up and start at season 37. um, And you will you will pick up what's going on in the show. Um, but it's really good. And I highly suggest. So my other thing, it's very controversial. Oh, Harry and Megan. Yeah. Tell me about it. I got some like DMS that weren't too pleased. Listen, I go so back and forth. I think it is 
a great documentary. I think the way that they put it together with having family members, but also having experts and explaining there's so much history to be explained yeah. is great what they did. Are there any like bombshell revelations, at least in the first three episodes? No, but I think it's very well put together. And I also think like, why I, just watch it for what it is. We're these people are strangers to us. I, I, I know. May, I think the issue is Megan has a, she's not funny. And I've even found that like in it, she's just so serious. So it's, I can see how she's not relatable or likable because she's not funny yeah, and, and not self-deprecating. No. And I think when she tried to make the joke, she tries to make this joke about doing the curtsy for the queen and it just didn't hit. And then everybody's mad at her. But then some people are like, no, we like see where she's coming. Like she was trying to be funny about herself, like make fun of herself. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is she doesn't like have that sense of humor I don't know it's she's like just too serious I think it's it seems like she's media trained to be funny but it's not funny <laughs> yeah it's not funny and Harry is so likable so then you have him that's like very cute and mm. funny and then Megan it's just hard I think like I like her there's nothing that I I'm not a hater or anything I think she's I think what she, all she wanted was to like be a part of the family and like do good work and do humanitarian work, but it just wasn't ever going to work out that way. And her mom is so sweet and nice. And I think having her mom in it gives a bit more understanding to her and you learn a lot about her family, but it's, I think I wished Megan was just a little bit, maybe she should have done like three tequila shots. I just had the craziest revelation. What? Megan is to to Katie Maloney as Harry is to Tom Schwartz. Yes. Like Tom Schwartz is, I don't know why I'm flinging my credit card around anywhere, everywhere, but Tom Schwartz is so likable and almost like this boyish charm. And Katie is so unlikable on camera. But then like sometimes I listen to her podcast. I'm like, oh no, she actually like is quite sweet and like is good, but she's just incredibly unlikable. <laughs> I know. And I think that that's Megan's problem. I think she's just too, she's very smart. That is something that nobody could argue with. Like she is extremely smart. She's so well-spoken and she's this beautiful, calming voice, mm -hmm. but it's just like, there is this boundary. I thought the most likable she was in the documentary was when she, there was a video of her FaceTiming her friend to be like, I think he's proposing. Like, I think it's happening. And that was the best part of the whole documentary for me because it was so real and genuine. And maybe this time in the Royal family has changed her because it almost seemed like there was no, there was that sparkle that she had. And that was like completely gone. And so I don't, I don't like all the judgment when we know nothing really about these people and what it sounds like she's been through fucking hell and back. Yeah. Like it really sounds like she's been through it all. Even her mom said like, it was really sad when her mom was like, these past four years have been devastating. Like, I, I mean, I know Megan has struggled with like mental health and then there was like suicidal moments. So mm -hmm. I just don't know what has led her to the point she's at now. I just hope that she can find her sparkle. Oh, 
Yeah. And maybe just take a take a shot before the next three episodes. Because <laughs> I think she just needs to chill out. She needs to chill. But I mean, you can tell she's probably like that because she's been under a fucking microscope ever since she's been with him. Like, no wonder her, she's so media trained because every single word she says is going to be is going to be scrutinized uh-huh no that is so true i was just thinking that you can tell and i remember when she did the cut article that is what the journalist said the journalist said that she could tell everything that she was saying she was saying it and then going through her head yeah about okay will this be twisted am i gonna is this gonna make a bad headline so i do think she watches so so much what she says that she doesn't come off as herself yeah I mean especially because from what I understand I haven't watched it yet but from what I understand it's um exposing her fight against the media so no mm-hmm. wonder if she's so calculated is because the media has completely distorted like words she said in the past to create these clickable headlines that have like in turn ruined her relationship with the royal family yeah 100 percent I I'm really excited for the next three. I mean, I'm hooked. Like they've done what they needed to do. I mean, I know it was the number one show in the US on Netflix for a while. So they've done what they needed to do with like the $100 million that Netflix invested in them for the documentary. So, well, supposedly they needed the money because they were shacking at uh, Tyler Perry's compound in Santa Barbara for quite a while. (laughs) That's a sentence I never thought I would say. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, really quickly. I just saw on Instagram before we got on Kate Chastain's pregnant. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So from below deck, um, Kate Chastain is prego. We don't know who the baby daddy is, but. I hope it's somebody old, rich. Yeah, she deserves that. She deserves that. She really does. Okay, other things that we are loving right now. I just got in the Skinny Confidential Pink Balls. It's basically this face roller that also does lymphatic drainage on your face. Really, really, really great gift for Christmas. So we'll link it. And I wanted to just touch on one of my bridesmaid gifts that I got all the girls um, was these bobble bar personalized um, phone cases and they loved them. Everybody was so excited about their bobble bar phone case and everybody's had their name on it. Everybody got a different one. And I just thought it was a really good gift idea to give in terms of like a bridal thing because it doesn't say bridesmaid and they can obviously use it. So, um, they might be, I know they were running a sale for black Friday. So maybe for the holidays, but yeah, check it out. Bobble bar. Also just a great gift idea. I think we actually might have a code. So I'll put the code in the show notes if we have it. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Wow. We did did it. it. We did it. I can't believe it. This wife and this soon to be. Fiance. (laughs) I should probably stop saying that. (laughs) Hopefully soon. JK. Well, February. Um. Well, you guys, that was so fun. I think we'll be back after the holidays, so in the new year, but we really just wanted to get an episode in so we could talk about all thing, all things wedding and, again, look at Instagram for all the posts that have gone up. And then Court said she's going to do a blog post with honeymoon stuff. So make sure to check everything out. Yay. Well, thank you guys all for tuning in, and we will be back after the holidays. Bye.